0: Hey everybody, what is good? Thank you so much for tuning in to the High Fidelity Podcast. I am your host, Hai Trung. And if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, or if you're listening to this for the very first time, I want to preface to you that I'm not here to teach or provide advice or to tell you that I know any better than you. And what I'm really trying to do is to just share and to be as candid and clearly uh, just vulnerable about these experiences that I've been through in the hopes that perhaps you can find some way to relate, to laugh, uh, to cry, whatever you need to feel, whatever you need to do to process. I'm just here to let you know that if things have not gone the way that you have anticipated, or if you've done things that you really question after the fact, uh, that's part of the human experience, but it doesn't mean that it's, uh, it makes you a bad person doesn't make you the worst person and it doesn't have to define you Um, but if there's something to learn from that or something that might have uh, shaped your experience for the better that has been in part what my trajectory has been thus far so for today we're going to be talking about shopping for confidence and belonging in the lost and found now what do i mean by that to provide a little bit more context as to why i'm talking about this episode today is that when I was a kid uh, my parents were still together you know my mom married my dad and he wasn't always a bad guy based on what she told me but by the time that I really was cognizant and aware of what was going on I was just not a good dude and so as a result of that there was a lot of craziness in my childhood a lot of moving um, a lot of violence uh, a lot of uncertainty Um, that he kind of brought into our lives and so we ended up moving a ton and to this day I don't quite know all of the reasons for that and later on in the series of this podcast I'll actually be bringing my mom on so we actually break down why the hell that was the case or just learn about how that uh, that all went down but for the purpose of this episode we moved a ton and sometimes I would move to a school district where I was the only Asian American kid in the entire school and I got ostracized a lot and it just Probably wasn't based on my ethnicity alone, but I was also a very shy kid and as a result of that I for some reason became a high target for bullying And the most common thing that kids would make fun of me for outside of being quiet and Not knowing what to say or not being quite up-to-date with whatever the kids were into was actually based on what I wore And for a very, very long time, everyone uh, wore hand-me-downs. I mean, it wasn't an uncommon thing. I mean, my brother had to do it. I did it. I didn't think it was weird. But as I began to go to different schools, uh, either where I was um, the only one of my type or or whatever that was, I was made fun of based on the clothes that I wore. It was often hand-me-downs from my uncle or my cousins or whatever it was. And it uh, it really messed with me. I mean, imagine walking around the play ra- playground and the kids are clowning you because you got holes in your pants. And now that's uh, that's a thing again, but it wasn't at the time. Uh, your your clothes are outdated. You're not rocking that Bugle Boy, that OP. You're not rocking that Dragon Ball Z shirt. You're not rocking the, the right Dickies khakis or the Chucks or the Fila shoes or the Converse or the Jordans or... Whatever the hell you want to say. I mean, when I was in the Huntington Beach area, if you weren't on that skate swag and all that stuff, you were getting the hell uh, ostracized out of you and you might actually get the crap beat out of you. And I, I couldn't for the life of me understand why. And it wasn't that I reached some level of awareness in order to survive that part. But I just began to think, okay, well, if I at least wear what they wear. That'll be one less thing for them to point out, make fun of me about, and just leave me the hell alone so I could get through school. And so what I noticed was there was a lot of clothes that never got picked up at the lost and found. And I realized that I, uh, rather than ask uh, my mom for any of that stuff, I would just wait for that lost and found And for someone to not pick it up. So I waited almost an entire six months, I think. And uh, it was just sitting there every day in that wooden box. It was a fila windbreaker. It had red on the top, white in the middle, blue on the bottom. And big fila uh, embroidered across the chest. It was like one of these zip-up windbreaker things. And I thought it was super cool. We didn't have any name brand stuff. And uh, I never... never wanted for any of that stuff. I, didn't, I never thought that I needed it. But it was a way for me to belong. And uh, so I I took that jacket out of the Lost and Found. And then I wore it to school the next day. And I don't know uh, why I thought that would not be pointed out re- right away. That I was wearing that thing from the Lost and Found. And why hadn't I claimed it? And was that really mine? Uh, there's a really interesting episode of Atlanta... That show on FX uh, by Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino, that talks about something similar about uh, wearing a supposed knockoff FUBU jersey and how ostracized that kid is treated. Uh, that's pretty similar to what it was like for me too. And I I realized that at a, at a young age, I was in fifth grade at the time, that this was going to be how I survived. This is how I'm going to adapt And Fit in at least in some way because I didn't know what to say and the kids that I did open up to and hang out with Eventually uh, that didn't work out. Um, I ended up being kind of the confidence man for other things that they did And to be quite clear and quite honest and full disclosure Because I was getting bullied a ton by both girls and boys every ethnicity under the Sun. I Ended up acting out too. I would steal from other kids on the campus. Pokemon cards were really big at the time. If you had some uh, legendary Pokemon or whatever it was, and they weren't even playing the game. They were just trading the cards. It was like a big uh, flex thing. So, you know, they would ask their parents and go buy the big booster packs. And whoever had the shiny cards, you were kind of the king off the playground. And uh, when I was in fifth grade, I don't know why they did this, but uh, they made me a TA. And so... That helped me stay off campus um, and off the playground while all the other kids played and they couldn't pick on me. And uh, I, while I was in the classroom, I ran around and I took the stuff from the kids that bullied me. And then on another recess where I wasn't inside grading papers for the teacher, I went out to the other side of the playground and I would sell those cards to those kids. Now, obviously, this caught up with me. I got caught. The kids were super mad, and rightfully so. And uh, I ended up on the list of that, that kid's shady and just don't talk to him. So I buried my own casket in that regard. But the, the truth is, no matter what school I went to throughout my childhood, I had these different versions of trying to find ways to fit in based on how I dressed so that I could just fit in a little bit more. And at the time, I I couldn't make heads or tails of it. The best I could do, because I didn't know what taste was or what anything of that regard was. So I I just emulated kids around me. Anybody that could lend me a hand or whatever it was, I, I just tried to emulate them. And what I learned from all of that is that people do treat you differently based on what you wear, what you look like, what you watch, what you eat, where you hang out, who you know, who you don't know. And it made me a very observant, made me a very reflective, made me a very introspective person. And in no way am I thanking the people that bullied me, but at the same time, I learned a lot from that experience. And it's the exercise of making the best of the situation that you've been handed that I wanna impart. And once again, this isn't a lesson I'm not preaching. But learning at an early age, all of those things actually, when I got later in life and I did get that part time job, flipping burgers and collecting trash and cleaning out the bathrooms in and out for me to actually start really experimenting with what I wore and how I wanted to wear it and that kind of becoming a part of who I am, my personality, my desire to both stand out and also belong and to have a unique perspective and a unique taste. A lot of it was just because I wore the wrong shoes to school. I stood out in a way that these kids didn't like and I don't pretend to know what caused them to treat me that way. And even though these were very negative experiences from my childhood, I am taking the power away from those that tormented me by just being very honest and saying you did not break me. And if you have had your own pain that caused you to do that to me, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And so What I wanna leave you with in this episode is that confidence that I shopped for in that lost and found by getting that fila windbreaker. I still remember it to this day. I obviously don't have that jacket anymore, but I took a chance and I wanted to fit in at first. And now over 20 years later, I finally recognize that standing on my own two feet and being my own person and being willing and being confident and just being open that that that's what I like, this is what I don't like, this is why I like these things, this is who I am and this is what represents me. A lot of that stemmed from these very challenging and tumultuous times where I was really feeling very alone and very uh, unsure of whether or not I belonged or whether or not I would ever get through these very difficult times. So. If you're not nine years old and you're closer to me and you're in your 30s or if you're in your 20s, whether you're just entering college, graduating college or going into your second, third, fourth, fifth career, um, I hope you know that if you ever feel this way, that you're, you're trying to find that confidence by just looking for that thing. If you just do this one thing, everything will change. Sometimes it does and then sometimes it doesn't. But the whole point is, is that these things, that windbreaker did not define me but for me, I chose to make that a totem for belonging, for community, and over the years, by getting more comfortable on my own skin and trying things out, believe me, there's plenty of photos of bad haircuts and uh, questionable trends that I tried to jump onto. Uh, this was all a hypothesis that I've tested throughout my whole life, and I continue to test and and change and to grow, and sometimes it's five steps forwards and three steps back. Hey, look, I still netted two steps. So I hope that this anecdote that I've shared with you today, which for a long time I've been very embarrassed and very nervous to share, um, can be something that you can relate to. And if you've been through something like that, and if there's something from this that uh, made you feel, hey, oh shit, maybe someone else went through it too, then I'm glad. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the High Fidelity Podcast. We're going to keep it rocking each week with a new episode. And thank you again to my buddy Jai. Once again, that's spelled J-Y. You can find his music anywhere that you stream your music, such as Spotify or Apple Music. And we will see you next time. And of course, if you have any questions or if you want to share what you're getting out of this podcast or want to share ideas or subscribe to a newsletter that I send out through the podcast, feel free to visit highfidelitypodcast.com. My name is spelled H-A-I, Fidelity, like that insurance company and podcast. Well, you know what it is. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time.